So I've been working in restaurants for so long that there are certain things I take for granted. Um, systems, processes, ways of thinking that are just routine for me. But it dawned on me earlier this week, thanks to a colleague, that the way I do things, the, the way I was taught to do things, isn't necessarily the way everyone does things. So when we talk about marketing, it's often easy to get wrapped up in the minutia of our daily tasks, right? Sending e-blasts, updating the website, posting on Instagram, and so on. But on today's episode, I want to talk about the numbers because a business exists to make money. Literally, it must turn a profit in order for it to be a business. And all of our marketing efforts are in service of the bottom line. And so as is often the case, what gets measured gets managed, and today, we're going to talk all about those numbers so that we can manage them. 10 metrics you should be tracking in your restaurant on an ongoing basis. Stick around. There's an old saying goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for anyone who's looking. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close and this is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast dedicated entirely to the restaurant industry. Each week we discuss the tools, tactics, and strategies that will establish you as a leader in your market. I want to help you do more covers and drive more revenue. Each week we choose a topic, we pick that topic apart, we come up with some key insights, and then we finish up with an assignment, right? I always leave you with a short, actionable task, something you can do right away to start implementing the ideas that we talk about here on the show, because as I say each and every week, information is only as valuable as the action it inspires. Now, this week's episode is sponsored by Craver. Craver is the ultimate solution for mobile ordering, loyalty, and payment for your restaurant. Using Craver, you will get your own branded app that isn't just some cookie cutter software. It will be an extension of your brand in your customer's pockets. You will own your customer's data. You will own the process by which they engage with you, and you will have direct access to their orders commission-free. Your customers get the convenience of mobile ordering and you get to engage with them directly using push notifications, customized coupons, and promo codes. The app integrates beautifully with delivery services like Postmates and DoorDash with a, with a flat fee per delivery, right? So you can stop paying those crazy commissions that many of the third-party sites are charging. Plus, Craver integrates on the back end with many POS systems and payment providers. To learn more about Craver and how they can help provide you and your customers with a beautiful branded app, visit their website, www.craverapp.com. And don't worry, that link is in the show notes. Big thanks to Amin and the whole crew over at Craver for their support of this Restaurant Strategy Podcast. Now, 10 metrics you should be measuring and ways to put those metrics to use. The first one, number one, the most important is revenue, right? So that means daily sales, monthly sales, quarterly and annual. You've got to know your numbers inside and out. Bottom line, what do you need to break even? What do you need to turn a 5% profit or a 10% profit? 
What's the number to match last year's number or to to grow by 5% over last year? Business isn't always easy, but this is one of the simpler concepts to wrap your head around, right? You need to have more money coming in than going out. That leftover surplus is something we call profit. So please, we build a budget so that we can have a sense of what sort of revenue the business needs to generate. Now, I'll take this opportunity to remind you that I have a budget template that I sell on the Restaurant Strategy website. It's $50, that's it, and it's the real deal. I've used this for more than a decade to build out budget projections on new restaurant openings and to help clients with failing businesses. RestaurantStrategyPodcast.com. Click the blue button in the upper right corner. Go get the download. It's a set of six interconnected Excel spreadsheets that track everything for you. It's so easy to just plug in a number, see how it affects the bottom line, and then play with the numbers. Plug in another one and another one. You're going to get a sense of what's possible and, and where the boundaries are for your business. If you've got a good budget, then great. Use it. If you don't have a good budget, then please take advantage of my template. Again, the link is in the show notes. Just go to restaurantstrategypodcast.com or click that link that's in the show notes. Take advantage of that spreadsheet. I promise it's worth way more than the $50 I charge for it. A bunch of you have already got it. Every single week, I've got a couple of more sales coming in, and it, it thrills me that you guys are uh, are getting it and using it. Okay, so then once you start tracking the numbers, you want to look for trends, right? So so all part of this revenue metric that we're tracking, you want to be able to compare it to past performance so that you can see, tra- are you trending up or are you trending down, right? So what I want you to do is if you're looking at Saturday night, right, I want you to compare it to the three previous Saturday nights. And then I want you to compare it year to date, right, this Saturday a year ago and this Saturday two years ago and three years ago. This will help you see a trend. This is how you're going to see if your business is going in the right direction or the wrong direction. So you got to know the numbers inside and out. I want you to track revenue, uh, but more than just tracking it, more than just knowing your numbers, you have to put it up against past performance. You've got to put it up against your expenses. And guess what? That's number two. The second metric I want you to track are your expenses. So fixed costs like rent and utilities and then variable costs like food, beverage, and labor. Now, it goes without saying that there are two ways to make money, right? You can either generate more revenue or you can cut costs. Both will get you to a larger bottom line. So don't forget about managing your expenses. Just like we did for revenue, you need to see uh, see how it's growing. You need to understand the trends, right? So I want you to put your expenses up against uh, past weeks, past months, past years. I want you to look at this month to date, and then I want you to look back a year. So, right, we just finished up November. I want you to look at your expenses from November and then look at how that compared to your expenses in November 2019, 2018, 2017, right? And see if there's anything that pops out. Are you pretty much online? Uh, are, are you seeing a big jump up? The only way to make things more profitable, at least as it pertains to expenses, is to is to track them, is to see how you're operating and to see how they're trending, right? So number one, revenue. That's the most important metric for us to track. And then number two, the other side of the PL, right? You want to measure your expenses. Number three, the third metric I want you to track are daily 
covers. How many people are you serving each day, right? You've, you've got to know this. And again, just like we did with revenue and expenses, I want you to compare it to past performance, right? So I want you to compare daily covers to uh, previous weeks, previous months, and then previous years. You're going to look at uh, your weekly covers, you're going to look at your monthly covers, and you're going to look at your annual covers. How many covers do you do over the course of the entire year? It's so, so important. So again, number one, revenue. Number two, expenses. Number three, daily covers. Number four, this is super important, check average. You're going to divide the total sales on a given day by the total number of covers, and that's how you get a price per head. That's what we call in the restaurant industry a check average, right? So you've got to figure out, again, what your check average is so you have a baseline, and then you've got to compare it to past performance so, again, you can see the trends. Is uh, the check average going up or is it going down? Why might it be going up? Why might it be going down? Then I want you to try to run a report, and there are programs out there to do this. If you don't have a very robust reporting on the backside of your POS software, uh, there are programs like Avero that plug in, uh, they integrate directly with your POS software. Uh, I'm going to include the link to Avero right in the show notes because uh, it was brought to my attention just a couple of weeks ago that not everybody knows this program. Uh, and for me, I've been in the restaurant industry here for almost 20 years in New York City, and I've used it in pretty much every single restaurant I've ever worked at, uh, and, and it's really, really crucial. So uh, what Avero allows you to do is to bend the numbers uh, and run different reports all different ways. Uh, so check average, right? It's one thing to know what your check average was for the day or for the week or for the month or what your check average is you know, on a given night compared to the other one, but you also might want to know what your check average is per server, right? So that you're not relying on... You you know, anecdotal evidence, right? So that you can actually, you know, um, get granular with this, right? You can look at things empirically. So to know, well, this server has a $68 check average, right? $68 ahead uh, usually. And then this server only has $62. And this server only has $57, right? So you want to know who your top performers are, who your low performers are, so that you can figure out what are the top performers doing that the bottom performers are not doing. So you're going to figure out check average. You're going to figure out what it is for the restaurant or, or per service, right? The dinner time check average is this. The lunchtime check average is this. But then I think you're going to want to run a report to see what your check average is on a weekday versus a weekend. And then I think you're going to want to run a report to see what your check average is per server. Who are your top performers and who are your low performers? So again, those are the first four. They are super, super important. Number five, this is a really weird one. Uh, it's something I learned a very long time ago, and I have used it ever since, I want to say the last uh, 14 or 15 years, uh, but not every restaurant does it. And so uh, this is something I want to share with you. There's a freebie that goes along with this episode. Uh, there's a download where you can get a template. So I want you to check to see how far out your tables typically book. And now there's no simple way to track this, or you know maybe there is, but but I do the low tech version, right? I want you to put together a spreadsheet, and like I said, there's a freebie that goes along with this. You can use mine. I am giving away my spreadsheet for free this week. Uh, you can get that template by visiting restaurantstrategypodcast.com/slash/covercount, or you can simply click the link. Uh, that's also going to be in the show notes. So, what are we talking about? Well. 
you want to figure out how far in advance you typically book up, right? And like I said, there's probably a high-tech version of this. I'm sure there's a program that will just spit out this information, but I've been doing it low-tech for, I don't know, 14 or 15 years, and it works just fine. It's a relatively easy task. It takes maybe five minutes a day. Uh, it's a good task for a host or, or like a junior manager, just something they can do every single day. This is what you're going to do. Uh, you'll see if you download my uh, my spreadsheet, the template that I've created, I do a single sheet for each month of the year. So January, February, March, April, all the way, right? And then I create uh, a little chart for each week of the year and it tracks Monday through Sunday, right? For me in the restaurant industry, Monday is when my week really starts. Sunday is the end of the week. So I arrange it in that way. Again, you'll see if you download the template, uh, you'll see I've arranged it in this way. But you wanna do, you know, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, each on its own row. In the column just to the right of that, you're gonna put total covers. Next to that, you're gonna say one day out, next to that, three days out, next to that, five days out, then seven days out, then 14 days out, and 30, right? So one, three, five, seven, 14, and 30. What you wanna do is you wanna know 30 days out from, let's say, December 1st, how many covers do you have in the book? And then 14 days ahead of December 1st, how many covers are on the book? And seven days out, how many covers do you have in the book now? And then five days, three days, one day, and then at the end of the night, your host is gonna record the final cover count. You're gonna do this every single day for every date on your calendar. And if you think this is overkill, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you that it's not, right? So if you if you just rely on this kind of, you know, anecdotes of like, oh, you know, we, we usually book out, you know, further ahead of the time, you know, like, well, you know, we're a week out from, you know, Thanksgiving and we usually have more covers like this. Well, you can go back to this spreadsheet year after year after year and see in black and white really how far out you do book. So you can say, you know what, I always thought we booked out, you know, two weeks in advance or three weeks in advance, but no, usually pretty much comes in five or six or seven days in advance because you will have tracked that. So you'll see this again when you download that. You can get it, restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash cover count. It's a spreadsheet template that you can, you know, you can make your own. You can you can bend this and however you want to do it. But you want to know how far out you typically book on a given night. So you can look back and see that, you know what, on Tuesdays, we pretty much book that last week leading up to the reservation. But Saturdays book out, of you know, about two weeks ahead of time, we're pretty much maxed out. This is the way uh, to know for sure. It's the way to track it month after month after month, and most importantly, year after year after year. It's gonna be good for just all the regular days, certainly for holidays. Armed with the information, if you look and you say, you know, usually Saturday nights we book um, at least two weeks in advance. By two weeks out, we're fully booked. And then here we are on this Saturday night, and we're seven days out, and we're not that booked. Well, we know something's really off. We know something's really strange. Then we have levers to pull to try and fill that night, right? So maybe then that's when we pick up the phone. Maybe then that's when we want to send a targeted e-blast trying to book that night. Maybe then we're going to reach out to some concierges in the area. But we have to know whether it's time to pull any of those levers or just to let it go. Is this just business as usual? And the night will pretty much fill up. It's also going to help you track uh, how your restaurant is trending. So... 
you know, uh, this year we're pretty much only booking out a week ahead of time. But, you know, two years ago we were booking out 14 days ahead of time. And, and five years ago it was, you know, almost a month. You, you can track kind of where you are in the life cycle of a restaurant uh, because, again, you know, we haven't really talked about this much, but, you know, restaurants all have a life cycle. You know, they're young and hot and hip and everyone wants to go there and and then, you know, people forget about them and then, you know, it builds regulars. And, and, and so that's all going to change over the years. Again, this is one simple document. You're just going to keep it on one computer. Anybody can access it, update it. This is going to help you uh, gauge where you are and all that. So again, that's number five. Number six, tip percentage. I want you to track it week to week overall for your staff and then I want you to break it down by server. Just like we did for check average, I want you to be able to identify the top performers and the low performers. And again, you're gonna say, what's that person doing that this other person is not? What what are they doing that we can learn from? What are they doing that I can teach the low performers so that they get better tips. So tip percentage kind of goes hand in hand with check average. Uh, but again, you want to track it. You want to know it. You want to see where you're at. And then you want to be able to compare it uh, so that you can see where the trends are. Number seven, email marketing. You know uh, this is important to me. I feel like I'm talking about this all the time. You want to figure out how to track your total list, right? Your total number of email addresses. You want to track your new signups per week your open rates, and your click rates. I will remind you that on episode number 51 of the Restaurant Strategy Podcast, we talked all about how to capture email addresses. So if you haven't listened to that one, or if it's been a while, go give that episode a listen again. I've said it before, but I believe an engaged email list is the most valuable resource a restaurant can have. That has certainly proven to be true throughout the duration of this pandemic, and it will continue to be true. Again, there are two different kinds of marketing. There's permission marketing and interruption marketing. Interruption marketing is most of what we see. So that's when you watch TV and the TV goes to a commercial break and you're interrupted by a bunch of commercials. Or you're reading a magazine and you flip the page and you're interrupted by a perfume ad. Or you're scrolling through your Facebook feed and you're interrupted by an advertisement that somebody thinks you'll like. That's interruption marketing and that's how most advertising has been done over the last 100 years. But then along comes email, right? And we can we can identify the people that want to hear from us. They've told us, they've given us their email address and they've said, yeah, I like what you do and I wanna hear from you from time to time. Please let me know what you got going on. People have given us permission to contact them, so we have to do it. And I want you to be able to track how your list is growing. Number eight. P-mix. Now this goes back to episode number 17. We we talked about this on the episode called Menu Magic, right? So we ran a product mix report, also known as a P-mix, and then we built a matrix to track every single item on the menu. I will remind you what we did. We took a, a piece of paper, right? So you draw an X-axis and a Y-axis. So the X-axis goes horizontal, right? That is how you uh, measure your quantity, right? So on the right, these are items that you sell a lot of, and on the left, it's items that you don't sell a lot of. Then the y-axis, right, the, the vertical up and down axis uh, is the profitability. So items at the top are profitable, right? So, so these are items where you make a lot of money every time you sell them. And then on the bottom, these are the items that are less profitable. So of course, everyone knows uh, how to run you know, a food cost, right? How to, how to, how to track food cost. 
but what I asked you to do on that episode, and I will remind you here, is to uh, make a spreadsheet where you figure out exactly how many dollars you make per a given item, right? So you figure out what it costs, you figure out what you charge, you're gonna figure out your food cost percentage, okay, great, that's helpful. But then I also want you to, to then figure out the dollar amount that you make on that item. So every time we sell the salmon, we make X number of dollars. Every time we sell the New York Strip, we make Y number of dollars. You're gonna do that for every item on your menu. You're gonna split out the appetizers over here, the main courses over here, the desserts over here, and maybe even the cocktails over here. You get the point. You can do this for any section of your menu. So you got your matrix. So the x-axis is what measures uh, quantity, how much of a given item uh, you sell, and the y-axis measures profitability. Uh, the items on the top are, uh, are more profitable. You're making more money every time you sell them than the ones on the bottom. So now you've got your matrix. In the upper right corner, this is where we put the superstars. These are dishes that make a lot of money and you sell a lot of them. This is what we want to be selling in our restaurants, superstars. They go in the upper right corner. In the lower right corner is what we call golden nuggets. These are items that you sell a lot of, but they don't bring in as much money in the end, right? So I think of them in uh, like in the old days, right? When you're panning for gold, that's why I call them golden nuggets. You may find a ton of little pebbles, right? Little nuggets of gold. Each one isn't worth very much on its own. So you either have to find a ton of them, right? So you, you got to sell a ton of them uh, to, to get anything of value, or you gotta go in search of bigger chunks of gold like the superstars, right? So again, you gotta go searching for the more profitable items. So that's the right side of our matrix, right? Superstars in the upper right, golden nuggets on the bottom right. The upper left quadrant are what I call sleeping giants. These are items that you don't sell that much of, but when they do sell, they bring in a lot of profit. And then the bottom left, I simply call these the duds. They aren't very profitable and they don't really move. Um, when you do this, when you build this matrix and you put all of your menu items in a specific quadrant, uh, you're going to get a really good picture of your menu. You're going to see in black and white. You're going to realize like, oh, I never realized that sold so much. Oh, I, I didn't realize we, we didn't sell that much of them, but, but it's really, really profitable. Armed with that information, then you can make decisions uh, about what you want to do with the menu, right? So this sort of exercise should be happening every single month so that you can implement changes frequently maybe, right? So remember, the benefit of running an independent restaurant is that we can stay nimble, right? Change frequently, shift what we're doing. If you stay stuck on a track, um, I think you're missing out on one of the biggest assets you have as a small business owner. So again, number eight, that's the, the P-mix, right? This, this menu matrix that we talked about way back on episode number 17. Now, number nine, uh, this goes hand in hand with a lot of the things that we talked about before, but this is your profit margin on a monthly basis and a quarterly basis, right? So this you will get from a P&L, right? When you look at your revenue, you look at your expenses, you will then get your profit margin. You need to understand what your baseline is in order to improve it, right? You, you got to know your break even, and you got to know how much profit you're generating. The object of business is to generate profit. So you need to confirm, number one, that you are doing that. And second, you need to figure out how much of a profit. I'll remind you that profit isn't a dirty word. 
The more profit you make, the more successful you are. The more people you can take care of, the, the, more, the more people you can employ. And all of that is a good thing. So you got to know your profit margin. That's number nine. And then finally, number 10, I want you to really look at what your staff takes home each and every week. I think if you look over the weekly payroll, some things are going to jump out at you. You're really going to be surprised. There are going to be people on your payroll that are making, I think, way more than you realize, uh, while there are others that I think are making way less than you'd expect. So this is what it means to, to bring empathy to the table, right? I want you to put yourself in their shoes. When you have a, a better sense of what everyone's making, and then you can you know, jive that with their contribution, um, I just think it helps you be a better leader. I think it helps you build a, a better environment where, where everybody feels valued. Um, just like in number nine, I want you to look at what you're making, what, what, what kind of profit you're generating for you, yourself, your investors, your family. I want you to think about what sort of income you're generating for the people that you employ. I think it's super, super important. So that's it. The 10 metrics I think all restaurant owners need to be tracking on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis. I'll remind you that there are two spreadsheets we talked about on this week's episode. One is totally free, the cover count template. You can get that by clicking the link in the show notes. And the other costs just $50. It's that restaurant budget template I've been selling for a while. A bunch of you have already got it. Uh, Again, both those links are in the show notes. Please go get whatever one you think is helpful for you. Your assignment this week is to look over these 10 areas and pick just two of them and get started. Two areas that you are completely ignoring or or you're neglecting in some way and just run the numbers. See what you learn. Then bring your team into the fold, share your findings with them and, and invite their participation. Again, collaboration is key to a healthy business. As always, I appreciate you being here. If you have a few minutes, go log a review on Apple Podcasts. All those five-star ratings really do help us. I hope you guys are staying safe. Again, I want to thank uh, Amin Yazdani and the team at Craver uh, for sponsoring this episode. Uh, Please go check them out. See what they're working on. Uh, They really put out a great product. That link is in the show notes. I will see all of you guys next time.